When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Obviously, I'm not Tom Bernard. I'm Bob Sansera, filling in for Tom, who is in Cuba. So uh, let me turn it around. Turn it over to our first guest. Introduce yourself, sir. Tim Armston, stand-up comedian. Uh, Brent Simon, manager at Acme. JB. Andy Brent Bernard. Melissa Kirk. And we are going to take a very quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking with Tim and the Big Shot from Acme. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Bob Sansevier, and we have Tim Harmson. Now, Tim, in our last segment, we talked about Robert Kraft. I don't know if you've heard about him, the little prostitution sting at the Orchard Evasia something or other. But the reason I brought it up is there's a story out that he's not the biggest name involved. Uh Uh-oh. And they haven't identified who the biggest name is yet, but... Adam Schefter on ESPN said there's a bigger name. Would that lead you to, lead you to believe that it could be somebody in the NFL? You um, know, and how far? My Tom question. Brady. No, I'm how just far? Is, <laughs> I just have a question. I'm not making. How far is Mar-a-Lago from this place? Oh, oh they are buddies. Not that far. Have you ever driven it couldn't to be Jupiter? Him. No. Okay, so it's right up the coast from West Palm and. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, my wife and I drove up there one time because I heard that Tiger Woods was building a house, you know, and I was like, let's just drive up. It's know. Tiger. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, that whole strip is literally every name 
in show yep. business and sports. It is, it's, I don't know what they call it, like the Miracle Mile or something, but it's like, it's probably a 10 mile Outer Banks type of drive. And every, it's the most expensive, exclusive. And so, yeah, this could be really interesting. This could be juicy. Well, let's hope it breaks in the next 45 <laughs> minutes or so within the hour, because now I, I really want to know who it is. But, you know, I also, Tim, I said in the last segment, you're Robert Kraft. You own the Patriots. They can't come to you. Yeah. You can't just have them come over. You have to get caught. And apparently there's surveillance and video of everything I happening. I know. Yet the team's denying it, that he's yeah. he's involved. Yeah. The, the, Who's the happiest man in America outside of Robert Kraft after he's done? Uh, Roger Goodell? No, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Between Robert oh, yeah. Kraft and R. Kelly, he's been wiped off the yep. front page. He's a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. He's become. He's made himself into yesterday's news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not was... Uh, that was. Well, he did um, earlier today. He. Uh, uh, he was cut out of the last two segments of uh, yeah. of Empire. But again, why not just dump him entirely? Why are they holding on to him? Because technically he hasn't been convicted of anything yet, so technically he could still be innocent. Well, it doesn't He's matter. He's not, well, but... Okay, yeah. Roseanne was never convicted of anything. That's true. She wasn't. That was a that was a, the, the overreach and overpanic... Yes, yes, at it the was. highest level on that one. Well, what I wonder, and Tim, you you were uh, you live in Minnesota, and you're, you you understand this whole area. I would not be surprised if we saw Al Franken run again for his own seat. Yeah, because he got he did he got caught up in the Me Too thing just when it was raging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's we're learning so much about the news cycle this last couple of years. You know, where it seems like every day, you know, you're, like I woke up this morning from my horrific hangover and my phone was just <laughs> blazing like literally every friend i had was texting me man robert Kraft, google it you know and i'm just like what happened you know get, i thought he died when tv said did, did he get caught up in the Mueller thing or what's going on you know it's like and then you, you know and then and then seconds later you know the r kelly story breaks and then mm-hmm. this and it's like it's a really interesting thing how these the politicians that are going to run for president have a whole year of mm-hmm. sustaining this you know in Insane news cycle, and it's just—it's fascinating the age that we live in. I know that's a very old man thing to say, but <laughs> these texts are fascinating. <laughs> well, and now, and I wonder where. To me, it's just more pandering for votes. But we happen to be fortunate enough to have an African American with us to answer this question: mm-hmm. Should <laughs> how long have I been doing that in this market? What, should African Americans, much Kamala Harris and? Uh, What's the other one? The, the one that uh, had with the Native American alleged uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren are saying that yeah. there should be reparations for for to African Americans over Americans over slavery. I've been waiting for my forty acres and a mule. Bob. <laughs> well, now you and I though we're kind of related because you know we go everything went through Sicily, mm-hmm. so I should be getting that too, shouldn't I? I mean, you can't get closer than the the Moors and having that influence in Italy. That is true, but we did. This country did do that for um, the people that they imprisoned wrongly during World War II in internment camps. But they, when did they do it, though? They did it shortly afterward, not 150 or 60 years afterward. I mean, Just give me the value of 40 acres and a mule. Hey, if I get mine, too, I'm happy with it. 40 acres in Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my God, imagine that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, what, the value of 40 acres of, like, tundra in Alaska? Yeah. Here's your $15 in western North nope, Dakota. in the area that you were born in. Uh, oh, so you want to go back to St. Louis yeah. with your 40 acres. 40 acres in St. Acres. Louis have some value. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the Budweiser land. Yeah. Not, not as much as you think it would, but because uh, my parents had a duplex on the duplex. My dad got it from his father when my parents both died. And it's been up kept and everything. And we did an appraisal on the house. Forty-seven thousand dollars. Oh man! Really? That's, that's how wow. bad 
property value wow, is in, Saint, right. in the inner city of St. Louis. Well, you should wow. have grown up in Key West because when we're talking about that, I mean, these little tiny cottages yes, are going for a true. million and two million. Yep. It's incredible how much uh, values have gone up there. Well, a lot of those people in Key West are never there. That's yeah, where they that's... go for Christmas. And that, and then, so you just pick a house and move do, in. Do and... they drive down from Jupiter? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's an escape. I always have a theory about the Keys where everything that runs downward in Florida ends up and trickles into the like because people are hiding and there's you know there's like this smuggler's kind of mentality you've been down there right well we were there last week with kq but justin there we drove through key largo and whatever how many cities do you drive through from miami to get there i know key largo do you go through marathon too key largo marathon and then there's uh, another key is it there okay yeah So you've been through all of them? I did. I, we used to work on the uh, tourism campaign for the Florida Keys as when, when, when I was in the film business, and I, would, I was an art director. So I spent many, many uh, weeks, if not months, down there just driving up and down the Keys trying to find right. the right sailboat and the right this. And it was, it was so much fun down there. So which one? Because I was telling my wife, Mary, because she had surgery so she couldn't go, that I thought, and I think I mentioned it to you yesterday when you were on the KQ Morning Show, that it's like... It, it's like going to New Orleans and going into the French Quarter with, but without the debauchery, which is what uh, <laughs> what it's like in the, you know that old town section. Yeah. But what was if you were to tell someone going to the Keys, yeah. would you tell them Key West, Key Largo, Marathon, Isle of Mar- I mean, which, well, which is the nicest one? Did you think it, 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 the, the great thing about the Keys? And I feel like the the promotional uh, or the tourism <laughs> president of the Keys, but it's like a lot of people use the Keys for fishing, right? So if you fish, you want to go to Marathon. And because they have some of the best charters and the boats and stuff. But if you like to party, uh, you go to Key West yep. because you're going to sit at a bar and drink and wear beads and listen to Jimmy Buffett and do all that. Um, <laughs> if you like to do um, kayak, you know, a lot of people do stand-up paddleboarding through the, the mangroves and, and the, the kayaking, the canoeing. There's just so many different uh, activities that people do in each kind of city along the way is kind of like tailor-made for that. And Key Largo is right at the very top as you enter the Keys. And that's more of like, a, you know, like a Hilton Hotel and beachfront property. Well, I just want to like beach myself like Jabba the Hut and just, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then go out to eat afterwards. So what, 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 what I, we were I, told Key West had like the, the beach was like 12 miles or 12 minutes away. There's yeah. not a lot of big not beaches. A lot of beach. nope. What about in Key Largo or the other places? Same deal. Like oh. a lot of the, the waterfront is not beach. It, it, people get mis. There's Bahia, Bahia Honda State Park, which has all the beach, but it's a state park. So you kind of go in, you pay a fee, and then you use it. That's where the railroad bridge, uh, you, probably, you drove through it at night but yeah, there's like didn't. a bridge that's kind of like halfway done that was on the movie true Ro- um that what's the schwarzenegger remember when they they're uh i know exactly this? which one you, you know mean. what i'm talking about yep. when they're in that true lies true lies yeah that was that's right there okay so you missed that because it was dark but um yeah but i don't know but but there's a misconception that the, the keys have a lot of sand and they don't because people go there and like hey it's like um, puerto rico or whatever it's not it's it's more like historic and so just well back up i i didn't i never knew that you did work on a film crew that did that sort of how long were you doing film oh i i i started when i was 19 and uh so i was a prop guy and i was uh uh i talked to to tom about this one time and i I worked as a prop master in chicago in the 90s and so i would be the guy handing michael jordan his gatorade oh yeah i remember that yeah so i did uh so i've done i worked all over the country um, doing these tourism commercials, but the Key West ones were always my favorite. Because well, when did you decide? At what age? Or <laughs> I got to get out of this. I got to do comedy. <laughs> I got to go get rich in comedy. Uh, I started when I was thirty because I was there. There was comedy was was uh, was something I always wanted to do, and I was like, I'm thirty. If I don't start now, you can't. It's hard to start when you're older. You know, you don't see a lot of comics that start when they're. You know, they're starting so much younger, wouldn't you say, Brandon? Yeah, like 16, 17. 16, yeah. yeah. They got improv in their high schools and stuff. And what's What's the youngest guy you've ever booked? Oh. Like, pay, you know, paid to come well, in. It's got to be 18, right? right at least. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I think I Lewis know. was headlining Swartzen when he was in his early 20s. Really? You know? Yeah, and that's super rare. I mean, that is yeah. super rare. Yeah, but, but yeah, there's comics out doing open mics that are 18, 19 years old. They can't even have a a beer you know it's like it's crazy <laughs> they try though don't they <laughs> well that's how um dave Chappelle started at that age he said he started it i think he, eddie murphy did too didn't he, he said he had the nerve to walk into a place at what like 14 or 16 and say yeah 
I want some time. And they gave it to him. Chappelle. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's what that's I always regret. But but I also feel that when you start later, you have more to talk about. Like you also you you have a, you know, like right. 18 year old kids. What do they know? Yeah, it's like, what, it's like no one cares what they have to say. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. Now, yeah. Where are you? Because and we've talked Brian Miller, who, you know. Yeah. Well, Brian had said that he feels I think the number was 300. You got to do like 300 open mics before you ever feel you're ready to actually try to do it. I mean, is there a number of the, can do you, do you see people that hit immediately? Um, I think when you look at Minnesota, you look at like Swartzen was funny out of the gate and there's people like, you know, Jimmy Pardo yeah. and, and uh, Chad Daniels, that got people like that, Maria Bamford, they're born funny. Like they cut, they are funny from the minute they enter the world. And so for them, I think it's just a matter of, finding their voice and then there's people i think that are more writers you know people that write jokes that have to learn how to do this you know or they're not maybe funny you know and and i always thought that i was somewhere in between where i was a a, a, you know a decent writer and funny but i had to kind of cultivate both of them but i i I feel like for for a guy like me it took me five years before i didn't you know um you know um make a mess in my pants when I would go on stage. <laughs> it was about five years where I was like, okay, I can do this without shaking or, you know, having to have a shot of tequila beforehand. Well, you, well both of you, because you run Acme, you must see, especially on open night, people who have great material, but they just can't deliver it. Yeah. And then there's other people who yeah. have great delivery and no <laughs> material. Yeah. Right? There's, there's some people yeah. who are so natural. I was going to mention, like, Coleman. Great Coleman, I feel like. It's yeah. just so natural up there. Yep. Like, he just, like, he could just talk about anything and be funny yeah and that that's and i feel like my wife you know she was a musician for a long time so she was already used to being on stage and she was a kindergarten teacher before that and so she was always used to being in front of people so when she decided to start comedy she already had five years of being on you know the spotlight on stage and so well that that, tim that begs the question (laughs) does she treat you like a five-year-old sometimes (laughs) and rebuke you where's the sounder yeah i was gonna say can you play that for us please yeah, <laughs> there's there's this uh, bit where she kind of gets on Philip about being racist. But you say yeah. the, the Korean barbecue. Oh, Korean barbecue is phenomenal. Are they the yeah. ones that eat dog? What? Who's the racist now? <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you a little worried that Philip Wise was calling your wife baby? I know. I, I got to have a talk with Philly Dog here. No, he is so much fun. I love that guy. We, yeah. we hung out in uh, in Key West, and he's just uh, well. You all of you know Philip. He's just uh, yeah. he's delightful. Oh my god! It's probably the best word I could come up for to describe him. Did is, he, uh, is that? Did he have people? Uh, did he wear his Jets jersey? Did he have people? No, he, York, he no? didn't. He, but he does. He's always coordinated though in yeah. some sort of a running gear or running yeah. outfit or uh you know and when he gets dressed up he's he cuts quite the dashing figure yeah um we'll do it in each one but let give people uh their your times tonight and tomorrow night okay uh the t- 8 p.m shows are sold out i'm i'm uh yeah i'm happy to Big say shot. yeah there you go. so uh the 10 30 show we'll have tickets for tonight and i'm assuming there's a few tickets yeah, for tomorrow too, yeah. late show so no sunday uh no sunday so and uh, yeah, tonight eight eight and ten thirty, and then tomorrow eight and ten thirty, and uh, the eights are sold out. So well, he is a big shot. You make the other guys that aren't very good do Sunday, don't you? Certainly <laughs> not open on Sunday. So yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I, I want to mention because when I uh, when I had a studio and Tom when Tom had his studio, mm-hmm. I used his old one, and I greatly appreciated that. But I would eat at your place. Sometimes you have some really good food there. Yeah, at yeah. Acme, so people yeah. should stop over there and grab some uh, some chow on their way. You know, either going to the mm-hmm. uh, going to the comedy show or just going and grabbing something to eat. It's it's really good. Oh, and they got great beer on tap too, by the way. Yep. And we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> and when we get back, more with Tim Harmston in a moment. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for 
the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Bob Sansbury, filling in for Tom, who is with Catherine in Cuba. Have you heard from him, Andy, at all? Have they, uh... Uh, oh, yeah, I actually I got a text from my mom. So they're in Cuba, and they go to a Chinese restaurant, which <laughs> is odd. <laughs> and for some reason, uh, my dad tells the waiter that I speak Cantonese. Uh-oh. Which you I do. don't. Oh. Yeah. Well, he couldn't prove or disprove yeah, it. Yeah, but, but what a weird well, thing do, to say. But don't you speak some Chinese? No. He's always that you speak Chinese. I do not speak Chinese. <laughs> do you speak what? Japanese? A little, but not... Maybe it was Japanese he was talking... But he's... Yeah, not Chinese. There's an Asian language that he claims you are very fluent in. Ah, I can say xie xie. <laughs> which <laughs> which <laughs> means thank you. Thank you. Oh. Which everyone knows. Yes. Because it's in all of any yep. Asian movies where they speak <laughs> right. Chinese. I can say wo ai Beijing. <laughs> Which means I love Beijing. <laughs> well, next time you talk to your dad or your mom, just type in the word cigars and then type JB next to it. Cigars. Oh, yeah. JB. A little reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Uh, can yeah. you bring can cigars bring back? Yeah, can you do that now? Yeah. I think you can. I think... Because they're not on embargo. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But yeah, if you can go there, you can bring stuff back. Oh, so. I guarantee he's going to. Buy more. He's gonna buy more cigars than he can fit in his suitcase. <laughs> He'll just buy it by the pallet. <laughs> bring it out. If he can bring them back, why not? That's what you have to pay that extra forty bucks for the overhead or for the uh, yeah, you know, to, to put it in the underneath. <laughs> well, you gotta remember what his mom brought on a plane once. What was it? Fireworks. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. When they first they first married or whatever. Yeah. So this was before nine eleven. Thank right. God. Okay. She brought wow. fireworks. They let her bring it on. To no, oh, okay. they did not want her to. Well, she brought them on, and when she got off the plane and opened her suitcase, she realized she had brought fireworks on the plane. Wow. No one even knew. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I, I had to go because I, uh, I had an accident, and I had to go to talk to somebody about a, what is it, a continuance for uh, uh, some sort of a continuance of... So I didn't basically didn't have a and on uh, the points. So I have a pocket knife and it's a small one. Yeah. And I pull it out and you know I show the guy. You have to go through the the X-ray machine. I said, well, can you hold it? I can't hold that. I said, why not? Yeah. We can't do that. I said, well, it's not that big a deal. It's a little pocket. We can't have anything straight edged come through here. <laughs> so okay, fine. Hmm. But it's just uh, I mean I have it to cut string at the farm from <laughs> off of the bales yeah. of hay. You should have told him that. Yeah. Well, I had a pair of pliers. They didn't let you go through with and pliers? These were specialty pliers. All they did was put snaps on, onto pants. Because when they broke on baseball and softball pants, I Oh, you have to, to be, put them on, sure. Right, right away and pretty quick. Oh, yeah. They confiscated those pliers. Were you I mean, that's pull the all, pilot's teeth out? That's all you could... I mean, you can't even get to a point where you could pull a tooth out. All they could do was <laughs> clamp down these snaps. Well, uh-huh. and that's... <laughs> I don't know if they still do it, but public service announcement. If you're at the airport with a pocket knife, you can go to the U.S. bank kiosk, and they will mail it to your home for nothing. Oh, Are you serious? This is a few years ago, but yeah. Interesting. Because I forgot that I had a, you know, a pocket knife with me. If you're a U.S. bank customer... 
No, just in general. No, they, it was in, they didn't ask if I was a customer. Really, that's wow. interesting. Well, they had but you know what? It's a great public service. And right. again, maybe it's they great. don't do it anymore. But it was a really nice public service wow. to uh, to have that. So that's my PSA of the day. And I got to ask. Uh, well, you travel a lot. You seem like a man who goes about town. And JB, you may have <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I'm I was invited, and I'm going to go to the NFL NFL alumni dinner. Nice. I'm not going to drive all. We went downtown in a snowstorm last year, and we have a truck. It's a pain. Uber or Lyft? Is there one that's better than the other? Andy, you must I use like it quite Lyft. a bit. She I likes Lyft. Lyft. We use Lyft exclusively. Well, it, exclusively isn't Lyft? Does Lyft take longer to get to you? Or are they pretty? They're pretty. It's the same. It's, it's uh, they're the almost same. identical. I think it, one's a little cheaper than the other one, right? Like Lyft allows Lyft for tips and stuff. Lyft is generally cheaper. Um, by generally. a few bucks. So like yeah. Bucks. So do you tip? Oh. Do you pay it in advance? You have to tip in advance, or do you, you pay at the end? At the pay, end. You pay in advance, and then you could add the tip later. You can add the tip. You later. can just give them cash too if you and, want. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, Lyft drivers generally like cash because they that's tip. what I'll do. Wow. Unless he sucks. Don't. Uh, uh, oh no, that's tonight. Or Last night I was I was dropped my wife at the train. And uh, it was about four o'clock, and it was gridlocked downtown. Like I couldn't get anywhere. I couldn't get, and I was like, "What in the heck's going on?" It was Who Elton was it? John. Oh, that's right. right. Oh. Yeah, and that's tonight too. So, so you have to if, deal with that yourself. Yeah. So if you're, yeah, if you're going downtown tonight, well, and, leave early. And there's so much parking around Acme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not your fault. What they did to you guys is they're, unbelievable. They're building another condo behind us too. Oh, that's that's really? Yeah. Where? In the, yeah, in the and, other parking lot? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a river road behind us. And oh, oh, between my Acme and the river, there's another. Are you serious? Yeah, they're pounding beams right now. You need to. <laughs> what you need to do is work a deal with like the Costco here or Menards, and you run shuttles, right? Because I mean, people can't. Parking is really yeah. bad. It's it's hard. They don't want anyone to park downtown, do they? I travel no. during the day. Like they, I got here today at 10 a.m. and it was still hard. <laughs> they <laughs> they want people to bus or bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Or it's, carpool. Well, even carpool, you got to park the car, and it's impossible. There were times when I was uh, using his, you know, the studio that uh, in in the old in Tom's building, uh, right across from Acme. Mm-hmm. I would circle for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I couldn't find something. Yeah, I know. It was, yeah. Well, this, this is called social engineering, by the way. That the last couple of mayors of Minneapolis have bought into. They want you to use the bus, bus yeah. right, or the train. Yeah, but when you come, well, the train, if you don't live in the city, it's really hard to get to the I bus. Know. It sure I is. Agree. Well, you could drive from, let's say you're coming in from uh, Waconia. You could drive to the Mall of America, park your car, get on the train, take it to Target Field, and then lift to Acme. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and then do the whole thing in reverse and get home at maybe 6 a.m. <laughs> if, you're, if you're lucky. That's the thing about the train is if there were more, well, if there were more stops, it would be slower, though. It's it's a tough one because I've used it a few times. I used to live on the same block as Acme, actually. Yeah. And I uh, I, I would walk down to the blue line to the airport, and you know that was convenient mm-hmm. enough. But it's like if I didn't live within walking distance of it, then it's obviously not useful. So if you live in like northern downtown or anywhere in Minneapolis that isn't downtown. It's like, it's not going to help you any. So you still need to drive, and if you're going to drive to the stop, why not just drive to where you're going? Well, there's different lines now. So the, blue line, was, the I, blue line, yes. That's east and south. And yeah. then there's the green line. There's a green line now and a red, and red. Red line didn't exist when I lived there. Well, you just wait until AOC within the next 10 years gets all of hers. <laughs> I want to see the map of those things crisscrossing all over the place. And the blue line is expected to continue all the way to Target North Campus. That's right. In, Golden Valley? Um, or? 2020, I think, is what they're expecting. Well, so it's going to go right through my city. Well, eventually... I can take it to work. They've been shooting for <laughs> uh, St. Cloud and Duluth. Yeah, it could be yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, St. Cloud is coming. Well, then bring it through Buffalo, because I'll take it downtown. <laughs> that well, would be I nice. Think, yeah. I don't know if it's for the light rail, though. It's the I North Star think commuter the North line. Star commu- yeah, because yeah. that only goes to Big Lake. So if right you live now. in St. Mm-hmm. Cloud and you want to take the train downtown, you got to go to Big Lake Park, get on the train. And th- yeah. that train I've seen maybe once in the 15 Wait a minute, there's a train that goes from Big Lake? Yeah, there is train. one there? There is, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've taken it to Big Lake. <laughs> I had no idea. I had a friend it's a that, phantom train. <laughs> I had a friend that um, when we were in high school, she moved 
to Big Lake. Like, they built a new house in the middle of nowhere, of course. And um, we all wanted to go to see her her house. So we hopped on the train in Fridley and took it all so the way. So this train's been around for a while? Yeah. It's been, uh, it's probably been at least 10 years now. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. I, it's, like, it's, it's like Amtrak. You know the Amtrak services, the Minneapolis-St. Paul community? Have you ever seen the Amtrak train? No. Yeah. I've seen it. It's no good. And that, well, and it's horrible. Well, yeah, and that was because my ex-wife had the thought that she should bring our son home on Amtrak yeah. from here to St. Louis. I've often thought about because you know going to New Jersey, where my family still is, of taking Amtrak and we'll just make a couple of days of it. But it's almost cheaper to fly. Well, my wife got uh, she um, was having a hard time flying. You know, like John Mann kind of panicking you know panicking stuff so she for a couple years she took the train everywhere really and so she would take she had a show in washington dc and she jumped on i dropped her off at the train in minnesota and she took it to chicago jumped on another train took it to i don't know pittsburgh or whatever and jumped on another train and she would get the sleeper car and, oh. and yeah and so she would write and like watch netflix and and she, mm. she thought it was great well, i think that would be kind of fun yeah except until she sees the, you know, come up on the screen the train crash that they have somewhere. Because <laughs> yeah. what does she turn then to uh, Greyhound? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the, the always fun uh, Greyhound bus. But but you know, I told her it's like, well, by the time you get from Minneapolis to Pittsburgh, that's how long it would take me to get through the security line at Minneapolis Airport. You know, <laughs> like, have you seen the lines there at the airport? It's, it was horrible when oh. we left. T, uh, what do you call it? Pre-check is basically mandatory at this point. Yeah, right. clear is also very, very helpful. But clear is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> unless they actually have this thing. What's what is clear different from pre-check? Clear, yep. they register your like your fingerprints Prince, and irises and, and stuff. Yep. And, like, it's a more uh, in-depth thing. How so much you... work is that to do? <laughs> and is it expensive? It, it got me through the line once this past summer. I was... I got to the airport two hours before, and I was still stuck, and the guy pulled me out of the line. He said, hey, you want to try our clear? Oh, and yeah, you like, can try it for free. So I, I was like, shit, if, excuse me. If I can get get out of this line and make my flight, yeah. And the initial one takes long, but after that, you know. So you, but got special, like, you know what? If I were in line, I'd be yelling, "No reparations for him! <laughs> he gets special treatment already." <laughs> but it's uh, it's ninety nine bucks a year after that's that. Nothing. So. That's that you're right, nothing. You're right. Nothing if you travel a yeah. lot. Uh, I mean, I don't. I used to travel. travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, don't travel a lot. I mean, I was traveling tens of thousands of miles a year when I was covering the Vikings and doing and going to uh, Augusta National and you know all big events. Now, I go home occasionally and the trips with KQ. Yeah. you know, one or two a year. That's all I travel. Uh, they, now. they scan your, you know, scan your eyes and your fingertips and. That's it. It goes right through. Yeah. And so when you go through the next time, you just put your hand, hand on the thing. Hand on the thing and your eyes. Well, and... Philip has the pre-check, and that he flies through that too, because he had to go and fill out something for that. Yeah, you have to. I have pre-check, and it's it's quite nice. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy that part. So does that have an annual fee too, or do you just uh, it's a one-time fee? You pay eighty five dollars initially, and then I think it's every yeah, it's five like every years? long time. Yeah. It's like. That's not bad. It's cheap enough that it's it's uh, negligible. Yeah. I don't want to belabor this this whole discussion, but (laughs) what is this thing that we have to get? The new ID we have to get that you have it. I've had it. Didn't you have to have like eight forms of ID? Yes, I did. But if I have a passport, I don't I don't need that, right? You gotta have your birth certificate. Your birth certificate, uh, like a social security security card, card, uh, some type of bill showing where you live. I actually have those things. Right. But one actually, vial of your tears. Actually, <laughs> I didn't have one of those things when I, before I had to hunt it down. I never had my birth certificate. Well, I had the short form and I had a call you go back, you know, send to Jersey because for, for the long form, which completely different story, Obama's thing that he showed was short form. So he could not get a passport. If it's based if that if the rule has changed on getting a, your passport, uh, and I bet he got one. Though. I have a feeling he can get pretty much anything. I'm he thinking wants. he got himself a passport. And the uh, the funny thing about it is, on my birth certificate, my parents' race was Negro. Yep. Wow. Dang. It's been a while. Well, what would they? What would it be now? Black, Black or African American? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. I think it might still be Negro. No, it's not <laughs> Negro anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it says because I had never seen my birth certificate. I had never. Okay, I need to look at because like because I have some some guns. When you fill out, I got to take a look because there's a bunch of them. You also have to put that your uh, that you are white. There's a special box, to- or else you can't get a gun. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. If you I don't, they're gonna wonder why. But I got to see if it says African American, black, or. Yeah, I mean, I mean no, but, but normally Negro it's is not a bad word, right? Oh, uh, it can be. It depends on who you're talking to. Right. <laughs> Tell that to the well. The, the, sit that one out. <laughs> in my generation, it's basically not even a word. What is it now? It's, it's still the United it's, American. Uh, no, it's, African, Af- it's African American still, Bob. It, no, but I mean, you know, the United Negro College Fund yeah, that hasn't right. changed. No. And by the way, and, are the, the, the NAACP? Yeah. yeah, how does still, that still work? <laughs> we went from that is a good question. We went from the N word to Negro to colored to black to African. It should be PC, people of color. Well, yeah, that was POC. But people of color. That'll be out of yeah, that'll, that'll be bad wide, too in a while. But oh, that's a wide scope. But Tim really is sitting on the sideline <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Well, he don't want to get nailed like his wife did. <laughs> but it's a it's a wide range. People of color is Asians, it's not white, basically. Pacific And right. you know what? Now's a good time to take a quick break and say we'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Ryan, who started as a driver and is now dispatch manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. We are back. The Tom Bernard Show, always politically correct. Want to point that out. (laughs) Sometimes we go off the rails a little bit with core things, but fortunately, JB set us straight. (laughs) Sort of. Still lamenting during the break that he, uh, they lost his, you had a fire at the hospital? (laughs) Hospital. It was called City, the hospital was called City Number One. Well, what do they do? I mean, how did they, (laughs) did they just make one up? Was it a fire station? No, (laughs) when you, when they make your birth certificate, they also have to send it to the state. Oh, it goes to the county and the state. Well, the city and the state. Okay. Okay. And this, and so they told me to apply with the state, and the state got it to me in a week. What wow. happens if they? It's a like gone. Like, what do you do? <sighs> who knows? I guess you have to drag a bunch of people in the court to verify who you Probably. are and yeah. swear that, like, yeah, I'm lucky enough. I got seven older siblings so i could just bring him basically roll them all in at one time and go yeah i remember when he came home yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) now i think it was uh you're familiar with the woman who left to go marry an isis a member of isis and she wants to come back Mm -hmm. well not letting her no they're not going to but she was born in the same she might have been born in the same hospital i was in hackensack new jersey <laughs> really even though she was from alabama yeah mm. it's always nice when you see your home city mentioned where you were born not so nice when it's affiliated with isis <laughs> what the heck was she thinking about yeah what, what's up well, with but i guess that's the same thought process of women who want to marry serial killers yeah i was gonna say the in, ted bundy women right. it's like what are, we'll never know what they're well, thinking but she's also she's her family is suing the government to try to get her back and they said, well, she has to spend some time in jail. 
Why? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, tre- think about that's, what a, tre- that's a treasonous act that sure she, it is. That yeah. she committed. And, and why should we waste government money on even prosecuting her? Or put her in Gitmo. That's as close as she gets. Hey, <laughs> hey ask your dad you if he's got American American soil, soil, huh? Ask your dad if he could visit Gitmo. That would be kind of an interesting Can't place. Gitmo. Do they have tours in there? I wonder when you go to Cuba. Is it is it I in know. Cuba technically? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a U- well, uh, well then... it's sort of U.S. land, but it is Cuba. It's well, on the technically, island. Technically, maybe. I mean, yeah, he is a, a U.S. citizen. He should demand to go in there. Yeah. It's, it's my right Tell, to go to say, Gitmo. My kid speaks Chinese. <laughs> to Gitmo. All right, so set the record straight. What do you speak besides English? I you speak a little, a little Japanese, Japanese, a little Spanish. Uh, that's about it. Oh. Nothing, nothing that impressive. <laughs> I speak English and slang. <laughs> well, it could have been when you you uh, you order when you order off the menu. You may do they give to the Chinese option of saying it. Something yeah, made I, them think you spoke Cantonese. Yeah, maybe I uh, maybe I uh, ordered something in a Chinese restaurant once. That I just love the fact that they went to Cuba to order Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's very like, confusing. It's like going to Red Lobster and ordering a hamburger. Yeah, which well, you can yeah, do. It's like. Get out. Tonight they're going for Italian. <laughs> well, I told Andy it's probably because they were curious to see if they, like, Cubanized it or something. Like, because what we do here in America, oh, yeah. we Americanize everything. So it, I wonder if that's why they did it. would be like plantains it. in your uh, yeah. sweet and sour chicken. But, but Cuban food is so good. Why it's wouldn't so you just good. eat Cuban food? You would think. Yeah. It, Cuban food is is probably my favorite ethnic food. All right, then let me ask you, because uh, does... Do, Cubans have a form of paella. Is that a, a Cuban dish too? Because we had a neighbor when we lived in New Jersey. They were Portuguese, and my God, when they oh, made yeah. paella, it, paella is—it's one of my favorite yeah. dishes. Yeah, and you never have it. It's like you never see it in a restaurant. No, right? you don't. Yeah, it's, which is weird. I don't know. I don't know if this there's a big connection between Cuban food and Spanish food. Other than, like, I think Cuban food is sort of unique in the Latin American foods in the sense that it's, it's just, it's just different. I don't know why, but like, you know, they eat the, the red beans and the rice or the black beans and the rice and the plantains are pretty similar. But then you get the, like, they do like a red snapper, you know, the whole fry snapper with some spice on it and stuff. It's like, oh, it's the best. I don't, and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Brandon, we got to stop for Cuban. Yeah, when sure. we, uh... <laughs> When I worked at the Associated Press, it was right across from the Newark Airport, it, it, next to a Howard Johnson's. It was in a building like this one, but they had, um, uh, I think it was the Irondale section of Newark, oh, yeah. and it was it was about a seven or eight mile drive in the city, and it was through through some bad neighborhoods. But the Portuguese restaurants were incredible. Wow! I would go through every red light because if you stopped, you could be taking your life in your hands. <laughs> but it was worth it for the oh. uh, for the paella. Yeah. Wow. Phenomenal stuff. That sounds like a restaurant in my neighborhood. It was called Sarah Lou because it was on the corner of St. Louis Avenue and Sarah. <laughs> so they called the restaurant Sarah Lou. And you would see these people who clearly did not belong to the neighborhood come from miles around to get their, you know. I mean, what they, was the food? What kind of food was it? It was just, I mean, you they made delicious fried shrimp. Battered shrimp, but they would also do like frog legs or tripe. Mm, do you, does yeah. anybody know what tripe is? Yep, intestines. Yes, I do. Right. Yeah. They would, well, stomach lining, technically. Right. They would batter fry tripe sandwiches. Or, wow. I mean, it was just that was basically the only restaurant you could find in the whole city that would this food. I mean, it's now closed. Well, but, how much does it taste like bacon? Because that's what bacon is, intestines, right? No, bacon is just. Uh, Cut of belly meat fat. from the pig, right. yeah. There's back bacon, and then there's belly bacon. Well, maybe I was confusing the belly part with the intestines. <laughs> maybe. I got a lot of belly bacon. But, yeah, I have quite a bit to share, too, if anyone... <laughs> no, I don't, but, but the thing about Minneapolis, I, you know, I've lived here for quite a while, and the, like I feel like you can now probably get any food that you want to yeah. get. Yes. The only thing that I don't see a lot or enough of is Cajun food. Like There's a really a shortage of options mm-hmm. for that. I'm sure there are some, and if you're listening and you want to uh, message me and tell me your favorite Cajun food in Minnesota, but it's not, you know... I can't think of it. Well, Minnesotans don't 
tolerates spiciness, spiciness very yeah, well, true. which Cajun is rather spicy a lot of the time. I have a lengthy list, but if I had the last meal thing in prison, crawfish etouffee yes. would be oh part yeah. one of them. Yeah. One Especially of many. from J.D. Hoyt's. I've had it. They have, they have. I didn't realize they had crawfish oh, yeah. etouffee there. Oh, yes, they have crawfish. I've mm. had it the last two Sundays. Really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Over I, some white rice or brown rice? Uh... They'll, I think, don't do it over white. I, I'm not, that's fine with me because I the place that I found, which was great in New Orleans, was the Nolans right. N A W L I N S cookery. No, phenomenal. They, they've had crawfish etouffee for the longest time, at home. but it was never on the menu. Now it's on the menu. All you hear about is the pork chops. Well, <laughs> well it's just like the Buddy Bowl. The Buddy Bowl was never on the menu for the longest time, and now it's on the the menu. So what about your restaurant? Any chance of a little crawfish etouffee? Seeing <laughs> we're, the, working uh, out. we're working on it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> yeah. I, now i got to ask you, because you, you run the whole operation. No, right? I don't no. run the whole operation. <laughs> Brandon is... Uh, I'm one of four managers, one of, yeah. and there's okay. a GM who but runs. But you also have been... You, you know what goes on in the yeah, restaurant. I've been like five years now, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, Candace, she safe? I mean, is she doing a good job for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Candace Wheeler from the KQ Morning Show. I love Candace. She's one of my best friends. She's great. Uh, she, yeah, she's our marketing person. She's great at it. No, I know she yeah. is. She does a great job. <laughs> she for is. too. I just want to throw that is, in there. Oh yeah. She uh, is the palest human being in the world. I, I start when I first met her at KQ. I whispered to all of them one day, I said, we should start calling her Casper. And they were all like, dude, you can't do that. And then all of a sudden, like three months later, they all started making comments about how pale she was. So it's like, you cowards. Skim milk has a darker tint than she does. (laughs) I don't think she could go anywhere near the sun. And she was in Key West, and she had a, I think she was just lathered in. uh, SPF uh, 2000. 2000. Yeah, Yeah, I told her, I'm like, you need to get a tan before you go there, otherwise you're going to die. Like, yeah. You're going to die. She made it back, though. She did fine. She's fine. She's fine. So does she work in both the restaurant and also in the club? Yeah, yeah. If like we need help in the the club, she'll go help out and serve in there. But she mostly like does all of our promotions. So like she's that. one of the people. Comics like well, Tim would have something better, but put your hands together for the wait staff, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and yeah. make sure to tip them. No, that yeah, yeah. I don't have anything better. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> all right, now you probably have some, but and you also have heard them. What to you, when a guy is heckling or a woman, yeah. what's the best line to shut him down? You know, is there one? Well, there's a couple stock ones that comics, and I, have, I don't know. I've heard comics use the same one, but one of the ones I, I saw a long time ago at Knuckleheads was, uh, I don't even remember who the headliner was, but he was getting heckled really bad. And, and he goes, and he kind of stops the show, and he goes, sir, next time you paint the inside of your trailer, crack a window. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that one may have been around mm-hmm. for you know I think comics if it's that kind of thing I think people you can pass it on down the line but well, I I don't have a stock heckler line I get asked that all the time well is this one because a friend of mine who and he did he lived in New York and he went to a lot of the but it was open night stuff and he was being heckled and, yeah. he, and I thought this was a great line for a guy who's doing open mics he was a writer too he said uh, uh, sir I uh I do this act the way you have sex alone, <laughs> so which I thought was pretty good for a guy doing open mic. Yeah. I heard yeah. that was bad. I, I guess so- I should have some. I heard somebody, yeah. <laughs> I uh, a comic, once stop a heckler by just saying, "Your mama said what?" God, <laughs> <laughs> just shut up because because yeah. er, at that point everybody's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you I have know. this thing I wanted to bring in, and I, I got to bring it in if I find it. It's at home. My wife opened up for Dave Mordahl at Acme many, many, many years ago, and she was a little bit nervous about it. And um, so we made, we sat uh, one night at the dining room table, and we made it, what we call it the Dave Mordahl Heckle Response Manual. And it was like, it was like literally 30 or 40 just classic, like, comebacks to Dave's fans. And I don't know if she ever used it. They were so nice and respectful to her. But she brought it on stage. It was like this, you know, three ring binder with. It's like when the, the plane's crashing and yeah. you gotta pull it open. And, and Dave, obviously, Dave on the KQ Morning Show, and uh, he just hates it. All he talks about is his hatred yeah. for comedy. It's actually become kind of a. It's a cart. You know, it's like a, a theme unto itself. Dave's hatred of comedy. It's, he did oh. do a couple of shows last year, though. Yeah, he yeah he, he was did. supposedly coming out of retirement, but. I don't know. It's going to be a hard coax. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like uh, if, if somebody, I bet if somebody 
threw a bunch of money in front of him. It's hard to just say no. I mean, you have that skill, you know. But he actually stepped away. Then you have some comics who've had a retirement tour for 15 oh, years. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> we won't name any. No, we're not <laughs> there's plenty of them that do that sort of thing. We have confirmation. Candace was using SPF 100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have someone who loaned her this unblock. Well, that's when, like wearing a sweatshirt. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty high. Yeah. Sweatshirt is that, is that not like lotion, but a paste? Yeah. More yeah. of a spackling. It puts yeah. on a shell for you. Yeah, it's like magic I mean, it shell. It probably wouldn't even soak in. Was that, was that Wendy who confirmed yep. that? Yes, it was. Because I know Wendy was out, out at the, the pool and, uh, you know, and certainly spent time with. Uh, with Candace. Yeah, when, do you remember what I used when we were in Florida? It wasn't that high, was it? I think yours was just 30 or 50. Wow. Between 30 and 50. Yeah. Yeah, well, why, I, why I, take a chance? you got to go high. I grew up at the Jersey Shore, and I never put anything on. I would. This is back in the day when you put oil on. And to me, it wasn't a good summer unless by uh, the end of May I was pulling off yeah. Four inch uh, pieces of my skin oh. from my shoulders. Someday I will pay a price for that. Yeah. I'm sure. They actually did a study that the higher SPF you go, like above 50, is like pretty much useless at that point. Right. Yeah. Like it, it so 50 is a good thing. Just, 50 yeah. is pretty much like the highest that's going to actually do anything. Unless for you. you're you're lucky and God made you where you have SPF zero. Like, like you, you can't tell me that you do not burn if you're in the sun. No burn at all. Nothing? Nothing. Hmm. I thought everyone burned to some extent. I, I'll tan, but I won't burn. Like you, okay, I'm moving for, I know this is radio, but I'm moving the one ring that I wear, and you can see on my fingers a little lighter. The one of ten rings that you could wear. That I could wear, yeah. but I'm only wearing you got more one. than Brady. And in the summertime, that band would be very noticeable because I really darken up in the summertime. You know, if you brought one of those rings to the Orchid Age Lounge, maybe uh, <laughs> Robert Kraft, I wonder if he offered him a ring in exchange for some tickle and slap well, services. Well, who was it tried to steal his ring? Oh, it was Putin. He took. He yeah. did steal the ring. Yeah. He took it, and they had another one made. He showed yeah. it to him. He put it on and kept it. That's crazy <laughs> Russian. All right, Tim Harmson is at the Acme Acme. Comedy Club. Uh, tonight, late show only. 10.30 tonight and 10.30 tomorrow. Tickets at acmecomedycompany.com. Mm -hmm. Nothing available for the early shows at either no. one. Yeah. What if people hang around? Can they like try to squeeze in? Do you ever see people trying to Once cheat their way in? Once uh, a half hour before the show starts, if, the, uh, if someone has a phone reservation and they don't show up for it, we might give tickets away. But it's it, different it, every night. You never know. Sometimes everybody shows up. Sometimes like 20 people. I just plan on getting there at 10 yeah. or 9.30. What time do you recommend people come by? If they want tickets. Uh, if they want tickets, I would do the 10.30 show. I say that. Well, just call in advance and have yeah, them wait for you. You can call and make reservations ahead. You don't even have to buy them in advance. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, don't forget about that Elton John traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Leave now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for, Andy, thank you for letting me host the Tom Bernard show. JB, thank you. Melissa, we'll see you, all of you. See you later. Yeah.